Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It's Friday the 13th and it's the opening of the kickoff of the season for the Premier League. Wow, e We will cover the fun matchups, make some predictions, but first, Mike, it's an El Dushiko. What say you about Spurs City? Uh, The less, the better? The more, the better? The more, the better. I have a lot to say about the conspiracy theorists who work in the scheduling department of the Premier League who decided that they were going to make Harry Kane the focal point of this game, not the champions against a potentially resurgent Spurs team. This is not going to be the Manchester City champions either. They're they're nowhere close to full strength. Spurs can win this game, oh, but sure they can. nobody is going to fucking talk about that. It's regardless of whether Spurs win five nothing or lose five nothing, it is all going to be about the reported new offer that City are queuing up for Harry Kane, which is somewhere in the range of depending on who you listen to, one thirty to one fifty. This is bullshit. We're so excited. It's opening weekend, right? It's opening day technically today. Um, I'm a little hot under the collar about it, not just because I have a head cold. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I do. I, we'll talk about it more. I, I believe that Spurs can win this game, and, and we'll go through why uh, in a little bit. But I want to go start with your beloved Brentford Bees taking on my hated Arsenal Gunners, right? <laughs> so tomorrow at 3 p.m., clear your schedules for yes, 3 p.m. Eastern. starts on a Friday. Yeah, clear your night. schedules, get a pint in your hand, and uh-huh. sit down for two hours and hang out. Uh, it's going to be fun. And Arsenal, we don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say a team is starting the season wobbly, but they feel wobbly. And Brentford are coming in hot. Uh, they, you know, Ivan Tony, I think, scores and beats Arsenal tomorrow. I'm excited to say yeah, that. I mean, I'm excited a lot to of watch the, it. A lot of the Brentford team is still there. Guys you know, like from the Euros. So this is where it gets fun, right? Euros guys come in. Brentford had the most te- players in the Euro of any team in the league. <laughs> is that right? Something mm, ridiculous like that. Interesting, but interesting, the interesting. So they had uh, Janssen, Nordgaard, these guys that played in other other parts of town, uh, Mbueno, Guys like that, so not 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 too many, but more more than you'd expect. So they were well represented in the uh, in the team because their owner is Danish, so yep. they do and and they do have a lot of connections to that part of the world in football. The players to look for are Tony and Embueno up front, even Fosu Henry, not Fosu Mensa, Fosu Henry, another <laughs> Fosu. I don't know where the Fosus are from. But there's Fossus of different types. This is Fossu Henry, not Fossu Mensa. He plays uh, in a 10 role for them. Uh, and they're just a fun team. They will yeah. get after you. Uh, this isn't the best version of Brentford. Like I said, two seasons ago when they kind of got lazy in the playoffs. So like, we got this. And they faded down the stretch and almost didn't make it. Uh, Arsenal will probably line up with their with what, what is becoming their regular crew. Because they don't really have anyone in. Parties out. Um, and Ketia's out. Rob Holding is doubtful. Um, Gabrielle is doubtful. So it'll be White, Mari, Tierney, Chambers. Because I don't know what happened to Bellerin. His hair and his fashion sense have left them. They probably should have sold him three years ago when he was at his peak. But as I think as long as Smith Rowe is playing in the 10, uh, I think they'll be okay. He really threads things together. They never seem to be able to get from back to front. And he seems to be the player who unlocks that. Uh, they think, you know, from my perspective, Arsenal have more talent. There's no doubt about that. But sure. um, Brentford are opening their new stadium. First time with fans. They First time in the, the Premier League. Yeah. They leave 
their venerated Griffith Park, who I've said a million times famous because they had four pubs in the corner, mm-hmm. a pub in every corner, excuse me. And they are now in uh, Brentford Community Stadium near the uh, Great Western Road roundabout. I happen to know that's my neck of the woods in London. I happen to know where that is. Disgusting, nice. awful area between the <laughs> airport, between an airport and Sainsbury's. Uh, my 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 girlfriend at the time worked at the off license, aka liquor store, and was regularly held up. Delightful, <laughs> delightful. So you know so, a lot more about Brentford than I do, but yeah, uh, this is going to be a getting to know you game for Brentford for a lot of fun. people. It'll be fun. No, I, yeah, I think the energy is going to be really high. I totally agree. And yeah. one thing I was reading earlier today was, again, first game in the Premier League, new stadium, all that. Um, the coach is Thomas Frank is also uh, Danish. And uh, one thing that I, you've talked about it on the show before, uh, but my brother and I were trading text messages this morning and he was saying that not a lot of people are talking about the way in which they evaluate uh, matches. So whereas let's use Frank Lampard as an example, last year, he was evaluated strictly as most, if not all managers are wins and losses. It started to go ugly and they ended up getting sacked. On the contrary, now this is reportedly, and we'll see if they actually stick to this, they focus less on the actual result of the game and more on expected goals. Mm-hmm. So think of it in this way. They have a rough patch of games. They don't win five, the first five, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look like they were going to win, but, right. But exactly. they look like they're good. you know. And, and so Frank is not going to feel any heat under his ass. Con- on the contrary, which I'm going to believe when I see, let's say they win four out of six. I don't know, right? Arsenal but they look or like Brentford. No, 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 Brentford. And okay. let's let's say they win four out of six, and they uh, but they struggle to get over the line. They kind of just get some cosmic Liverpool luck, right? Um, their Thomas Frank is going to. There's going to be some raised eyebrows in that board again. I'll believe that when I see it, especially with all the money on the line. But it's an interesting way of looking at things. Now, one additional thing I want to talk about with XG and expected mm. points, if you will, is. Mm. Um, it's in a vacuum, right? It is. One it of is the weird. reasons if you keep it, shooting a lot from outside the box, you'll get incremental ticks of expected well, yes, <laughs> but also it doesn't take the the match context into account. One of the reasons I think Brighton were the XG darlings last year, and I don't mean to besmirch your beloved Seagulls. Don't you besmirch my birds. <laughs> <laughs> one of the reasons I think they finished as high as they did in the XG table or XP or XP, whatever you want to call it. XG um, uh, comparison. Yeah. Well, it's XP. It's expected points then realistically. Okay. Right, 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 right. So one of the reasons is they were losing quite a bit. So they're on the front foot. They're going after it. They're really, like you said, they're getting those, those incremental pieces. Um, and so I think you do, like all fancy stats in every sport, I think that they have a tremendous amount of value. I think they're very interesting. We're both sort of numbers guys. We love that shit. But you do always have to take it with just a pinch of salt. Oh, right? there's no doubt about it, right? Like, so for instance, Wenger was aware of this. And one of the things that kept people thinking that Arsenal were going to win the league was that they always led the league before cities rise, like the sort of mid-period Wenger. There's early there's Invincibles, and then there's Emirates, Emirates Wenger mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. The Emirates Vera, uh, Wenger, before when it started to get long in the tooth, like that 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, yep. they would win expected goals when it first came out. They were one mm-hmm. of the better expected goals. They'd play pretty stuff and then not score, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or shoot and miss. So it, it is a problem, and, and it, it does have an additive quality, like you said, in terms of context. Like 
if you attack the whole game, your expected goals will be really high. But mm-hmm. if you sit deep on a one goal lead, it'll be low relative to how you play. So City in in the in the Liverpool season when they lost in the first in the first COVID season had an incredible expected goal season, but they were losing all the time. And they knew that they couldn't defend because if they tried to defend, they'd lose. Right. Whereas Liverpool would get their goals. They'd get that two-goal lead and just like, just take we the got our guy Van Dyke. We're good. Right, we right, right, right. So, and that's exactly and then, what my and, brother and, said. And, and the other flip side of his Mourinho's Spurs last season <laughs> would <laughs> get that goal early and stop attacking. So yep. their expected goals is really low, but their goals per attempt was through the roof. Like they got a goal right. early. They were like, we're done. They get how many times, three shots and score two goals. Right. How many times have we talked about quite Ten. literally Spurs City, uh, where they ha- they win two one, two nil. Shot game. I don't want to talk about that. No, one. no, but but Spurs would have two shots, two goals, and that's it. Right? Not even shots win, on target, two shots and win. Um yeah. so yeah, yeah I've really I'm, good shots. Like the expected goals on it was 0.9. Right. <laughs> Right. Um, I'm excited, like I said, to, to get to know my new friends, Brentford. Uh, I'm going to be watching like very, very closely. <laughs> I know. I know. I watched a little bit. Uh, you are the the res, you know resident uh, championship guy for the show. <laughs> I just uh, and I'm like not running from that. Fun. But you got me turned on to the um, the promotion playoffs, which I think are fascinating anyway. Um, <laughs> so I got a little taste of Brentford, but certainly not nearly enough. And I think tomorrow I'm really going to get a good helping of what they're really about. And um, you alluded to it. I'm very excited. We're going to have 10 games this weekend, all with packed stadiums. It's going to be great. It's going to be really, really great. If if you're watching or watch the video later, we've got the schedule running across there. Yep. We know the lineups. Uh, It's just going to be great. Uh, But um, do we want to go into the Sunday premier matchup, the Sunday night football, the big, big, big game? The Harry Kane Derby, right? the, The Harry Kane Derby. To write that down so um yeah um and and just i always like to preface this uh for the new listeners who don't understand what the hell we're talking about when barcelona plays real madrid in spain it's called el clasico uh laurent and i many moons ago when we were working together in new york um came up with the uh the theme el duchico because we're both sort of douchebags uh we got a bonus el duchico in the carabao cup whatever the fuck it's called final last year uh, which didn't go great. Um, but uh, what did we do? We went, you went two and one last year in Al Dushko. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, I think I have, I have the, I have the history here. Some of my favorite, up. some of my favorite matches as a Spurs supporter have been against City, and some of the most forgettable ones have also been against City. AVP so, five one legendary yeah, four goals yeah, by Aguero. Yeah. So <laughs> the, um, the non pressing high line. Oh good. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I'm I'm very much uh, again I'm looking forward to it, but I might have to watch. I might have to find an, like an alternative feed to watch without commentary. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. And one thing before we get into the game, um, something happened today with Tottenham, and I want to call it out. And I'm I'm saddened by it. Um, oh, Paul Co- Paul Coiti. I don't actually know exactly how to say his name. He was basically the guy who does. He's the MC for all the events, the Legends events, halftime show, pregame show, all that stuff. He was let go by the team. Terrible decision. Absolutely terrible. Like the decision. Al Troutwig of Tottenham. Yes, exactly. <laughs> who you and hate, so, but it's like, ah, I, come on. It's Al no, Troutwig. I love this guy. I, I got to meet him the last time I was okay. over there. We were at like the hospitality thing. It was him, Mickey Hazard, um, Jimmy Greaves, a couple of other Spurs legends. Jimmy Greaves uh, is alive? They rolled him yeah. out? Oh, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so it was, but there was a couple of Spurs, right? Uh, Spurs legends, I should say. Mickey Hazard is crazy. He's got that like crazy look in his eye. I have pictures to prove it. Um, but but Paul was so uh, humble and kind and funny and welcoming and all that stuff. He put his arm right around me and my friend, took a bunch of pictures with us, was laughing, joking with us. Just a guy. A, um, Levy always calls himself a custodian of the club, and he's fucking wrong. Paul was, is that, I should say. He worked there for 16 years. So I'm, you know, I, I share the voice of many, many, many Spurs supporters who are upset with that. If you hear something in the 45th minute, I believe there is going to be a, he's one of our own chant for him, oh, nice, which I think nice, is cool. Nice. Um, so he's fine and die, but yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he, he got, he got kind of screwed today. So I'm, so he's, so he got the Gunnosaurus treatment. Is yes, yes, yes. Oh, in fact, one might argue he is a likable version of Gunnosaurus for Spurs. So, you know, thinking they of him, they rehired Gunnosaurus. They did the right. Thing. I know, I know, but hopefully Spurs reverse course here as well um but yeah so so with that let's talk about the match itself um you, can i can i go through through city's lineup please do okay. i was gonna ask you first let's start with who's not gonna play i think that's a better way to start who's not gonna play foden de bruyne yep. walker probably ederson i have ederson on here but he's not gonna play anyone who went deep in these sort of uh summer tournaments so brazil mm-hmm. played in the final of the copa England played in the final, so no John Stones, no Kyle Walker, likely no Raheem Sterling, no Gabriel Jesus, no Ederson, Foden and De Bruyne are hurt. Uh, Laporte's in isolation after he was there was a fellow passenger who tested for COVID. So City are really not if there's a team that can handle this. Oh, it's, it's City without uh, question. And uh, the projected lineups I have, you can see they're going across the back, but it'll be Stefan Diaz and Ake. The weird thing, Ake is a left footer, so it means Diaz plays on the side. He didn't play in last year. He's probably mm-hmm. not as good there. Cancelo and Mendy both attacking fullbacks. Less defensive can be got at. Fernandinho Rodri will really be together and shore that up with Gundogan and then Mares, Fernand Torres, and probably Grealish because there won't be anyone else. Right. Uh, he'll play out in the right where he, on the left where he wants to play more than anything. You don't right, so think gonna be in his Bernardo has a, has anything to say? You don't th- he just he's gone. It does not seem he's in the plans. Right. And I don't know that Pep wants to play him. He could he'll be on the bench. I think they changed the rules. I think it's nine bench players now. So they it's do. like getting bigger they and do. bigger. Five subs, nine bench. The more options there are, the more it helps big teams with big rosters. That's, so that's it helps right. City more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bernardo, Bernardo could be in the game. I mean, there's no reason that he that's that that he couldn't play the nine. And they could just play three across the front. Right. Just like, you guys do whatever you need to do. And um, the, other, the other element here we should also say is it's Pep Roulette, right? So as much as that's an informed lineup, that makes sense to me on paper. It, he, yeah. If you remember the last competitive game that Manchester City played, I don't want to I'm sorry to bring it up, but like everybody, when the lineup came out, went, what the fuck is he doing? So um, <laughs> there's that element to if it. If he right? had so, won, it wouldn't have made a difference, right? Like, No, it's true. But I mean, and and pivoting for a quick second to uh, fantasy, we had our draft last night. It was a lot of fun. Ooh. I got a little bit uh, inebriated. But the reason why, so we had a bunch of new players in the uh, B division, if you will, who didn't really understand the the ins and outs of it for the rest of us who have been doing this for a few years. One of the things I said, sort of as just a global advice piece, I'm like, look, if you draft Foden or De Bruyne or Sterling or Grealish or whoever from City, just prepare yourself that you're going to be, you know, hold beholden to Pep Roulette. 
And obviously in those games where they play, they're going to get tremendous returns for you, but they will not play as much as some other players. I mean, you, on you can overall. do it, but you've got to be on top of the, you've got to be on top of the lineups. Exactly. You've got to like an hour before every city game, you have to see who's there. Yeah. And you just prepare just to like, just, you can't just be head. like, Oh, he's going to play. Right. Like, yeah. uh, yeah. like Diaz last year or Van Dyke for the last two years, by the way, that's why Van Dyke got hurt because he fucking played him too much. No, no. I, well, I, I like to think it was a flying red card worthy challenge from Jordan Pickford, but a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but yeah, so yeah, yeah getting yeah. back to the game, we had a lot yeah. of fun last night, but, um, uh, yeah, I think I, I like I said in the open, uh, this is a Spurs team and they're big. They have question marks as well. Uh, but I do not believe what they, ha- what they have that city don't have is they have a reliable at it finisher. Yep. I fear Hinmin son more than any player on the planet when he's on the ball and in open space, mm-hmm. he is fucking lethal and it's not and city play to defend space, right? They're yeah. full, their defenders have to defend space and Hinmin son in space. It's not like he has to get close. He'll, He'll shoot and is accurate from outside the box. Twenty-five yards, tight angles. Yeah, he's got those those angular shots. The thing is, is the problem Spurs has, and you know this better than anyone, is who's going to get him the fucking ball? Like right. someone has got to make those those penetrating ball, those penetrating passes. Mm-hmm. And I do think Nuno no. If Nuno knows, Nuno knows. If Nuno knows how to play City, he does. He we did should a make that a shirt. Us. It's and, just the, the silhouette of the beard. Yeah. Nuno knows. Yeah. Dave and Gooch, and, if you're listening to this, that's going to be our first piece of merchandise on the squeaky bum time show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he will put, he will put Bergwine and son in the Triore Neto roles, or maybe he'll only play one of them and try and the thing is they don't have that midfielder. I think the thing that's going to hurt Spurs that is different from wolves is wolves. Midfield had fucking Moutinho and Neves. And those dudes were fucking good. And so Spurs does not have anything like that. There are two answers to that question, both tremendously big question marks. The first one is the obvious one. How much, if any, of a part will Harry Kane play in this game? It's unlikely. He has been training. It depends on who you listen to with the reports. Is he unhappy? Is he happy? He walked back a lot of the stuff uh, in that kind of very vague statement we, we talked about last week. Historically, so, players that have that are on the head turn list just don't play. I understand. And, and, and additionally, if he does play, even he's, cause he's not going to play a full 90 minutes. I think we can both agree on that. If he comes off the bench, my goodness, is that going to be must see television to see how much, not, not if, how much of that stadium boos him. They're not um, going to boo him. Oh, believe me. Some people will. Some no, people most won't. certainly will. I'm no, telling you. And then no, if he scores. No real Spurs fan is going to boo Harry Kane. I'm, I'm telling you. They, the, uh, they. Twitter dickheads from fucking Thailand. But not right. real Spurs fans <laughs> from fucking North London. Get out of here. I'm it's crazy. Talk. The per, the percentage is higher than zero, is what I'll t- say. They will um, be drowned out and had things thrown at them. I would hope so, but I yeah. will see what so happens do you, again. So you see my lineup here of uh, of uh, of uh, Rodri, Torres, Grealish, Mares. Do you have any sort of questions that seem weird to you about that group? No. Um, the only player I would say might make a play and make a difference would be Gabriel Jesus just because again, like he's Aguero is officially gone, right? He gets out for 10 weeks. It was the smartest thing. they (laughs) Yeah. Right, right, right. So (laughs) does he finally get the nod from Pep? Maybe, 
Maybe. Well, the I don't think he, he does for this game. The, but the latest thing he's been saying is, is like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a winger. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking mm-hmm. about? Well, guess what, buddy? He you're ninth on the, the pecking. Well, you're ninth in the pecking order. Then. Yeah, you don't want to be a winger. Don't <laughs> no, say no, no, you're you a don't. fucking winger. You I, we have zero <laughs> players in the position you play. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go out on the left and play yeah, against no, Grealish no, and Sterling no, and, no, and you know, um, uh, Bernardo I, I'm and all looking that. forward to it. I think City, with their, with their defensive mentality, can, can win this game, but they're going to need finishing luck. I see it as a Mares. It's a close game. It's a Mares screamer that'll get it done because <sighs> your fullbacks are not great, and Mares will take up them one of them to pieces. So this is where I get confused because that will be Sergio Reguilon, um, who I, I don't know what to make of the the fullback situation. If they're going to be wingbacks, if they're going to play a four in the a back, three, yeah. Um, what they're gonna do. So Reguilon almost definitely starts off the left. Yeah. Is it Doherty or is it Jaff Tanganga, who's looked really good in the preseason uh, off the right? If that's the case, I could see basically a slanted field, which so so uh, Region is going to get forward, which is going to leave that that channel wide open for, as you just said, uh, Riyad Mahrez. So I don't know. Um, but the, the second player I wanted to bring up and you're going to laugh is um, Deli Ali. He has been put in that in that role in the preseason. He's done free role. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he's done well and it's been against Arsenal and Chelsea. It's not against, you know, schlubs, but uh, you know, the question you have for him, he, there's never going to be a question about his vision, passing, shooting, all this stuff in the, the deeper offensive third of the field. Can he track back? Can he win balls? Can he turn up the field? Basically you're asking him to be a box to box midfielder, which I'm not so sure that he is uh, or, or comfortable. And, th- and now you're going to put them, put him in a, in a, situation where he's taking on Rodri, Fernandinho, Gundogan, some collection of that. That doesn't yeah, really spell alone, success for me. If he's alone in there with Skip with Skip and Hoiberg staying deep like it doing the doing the Sissoko uh five at the back thing that they did last time. <sighs> I don't think they'll do that. But I don't you know. know. He's going to have a lot of work to do. Like he's going to have to get the ball, run and then make those passes to Sun or Mora and Bergwijn. I do like if you guys play those three up front with Son Bergwijn. Bergwijn's and Mora, another one, and I'm reading too much a, into the preseason. That's, but Bergwijn's been good. That's a fast group, and yeah. City, for all the money they spend, are not fast. You can run no. past them. No, absolutely. Especially well, aside from especially there's no Cal Walker, right? I was going to say Cal Walker will be on field. Our secret weapon that basically stops all breaks. Right. Uh, so they don't show yeah, up I mean, box score, but whatever. I actually think that that will potentially create some room for Delhi because effectively the three will just more or less do like uh, a four verticals route from like NFL blitz. Right. And just go. And then the, the room is going to open up for Delhi. Um, what he does with it is, is going to be a great question. So again, like I said about Brentford, this is a, a discovery game. This is Nuno Espirito Santos first competitive match with Tottenham Hotspur. And we're going to learn a lot Harry tomorrow. Kane. He's got to deal and, with and it. not well, having on Sunday, Harry Kane. on Sunday. Right. Tomorrow right. we learn about Brentford. <laughs> right. So it's going to be a discovery mode for him as well. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, we could sit here again on Tuesday and I'm going to be a miserable prick potentially, uh, or I'm going to be giddy. I'm going to, you know, be singing about winning the league. Uh, Nuno, <laughs> Nuno knows, right? Uh, Nuno knows, baby. Nuno we'll, knows. We'll give our official predictions at the end of the show, but I feel good. Uh, okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll tease it with that. What else do we I, want to talk about? I, I, well, I have to give a final sort of thought. I have 
no longer can complain ever again after last season's pep out no. after the after the Leicester five <laughs> two. So I have to stay super chill because the fact of the matter is with City, at any time they can put their pedal to the metal and they'd just be gone. I remember last year though, we were just, we were talking about it. They were fucking bad. Hold on. Let me me take one step back. They weren't Manchester city, but they had three, four games in hand on the teams in front of them. Right. So I was sitting, I'm like, would you calm the fuck down? Because they're going to play Burnley. They're going to play Leeds. They're going to play Southampton and they're going to, it's nine points. They're going to shoot right up the table, which is exactly what happened. Games in a row after that game. I oh, know no, it was a, there was a draw after it was that. a couple. They didn't lose for like, you know, 19 months. But the ironic thing is <laughs> Pep Guardiola could be blamed for the Champions League final. So it's an interesting. Could be. Of course he's fucking. It, 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 what the fuck was he doing? I just wanted to twist your nipple a little bit there. Fucking but yeah, out. I mean, so, so, so here comes the Pep out train again, potentially. Anyway, I'm going to do my best to keep you in check this season. Uh, now that I've got my kind of sea legs under me. Although I am afraid, like I, I, I predicted City would win the league because I'm a homer. I do not think it is a foregone conclusion. Of course. Like, you're the doom and gloom Laurent that everybody loves, right? Yeah, it's just like I need shitty teams to really root for. That's why, like, my my egg in the Brentford in the top 10 basket – I mean, sorry, in Brighton in the top 10 basket is huge. I may actually put a bet on it for the first time in my life. I saw – Ah, I may okay. put some eggs on the old basket. Uh, gambling think- is being legalized in Florida on October 15th, by the way. Very excited about that. Oh, you're going to lose. Can't wait to lose job. a shit ton of money on sports. <laughs> So Which I, I, already I do. When, I, when I think about your team, I just look at that central defense and I giggle uh, yeah. because between Dyer and Sanchez, Dyer, the athlete, I mean, sorry, Sanchez, the athlete who makes, who does things wrong and Dyer, the battleship that can't turn. <laughs> yeah. So, I would say, hold on a second there. I think Joe Rodon might have something to say about that. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Like I said, this is going to be a discovery for all of us. So uh, Sanchez has looked a little uncharacteristically decent in the preseason. Now, again, <laughs> the theme of this show is, oh, it's like spring training. The players come in with the best shape of their life, right? Like, so stop it, Michael. But uh, he's been in the Toby Alderweireld pinging long balls sort of role, uh, which I find interesting. So I think he's nailed on to start. I don't know if it will be Dyer. I don't know if it will be Rodon. Uh, Christian know. Romero will yeah. not be playing a part. He's got a, a minor know. knock. Um so yeah, we have no idea, but let's, uh, it's, let's, let's it's put up let's put up the the rest of the schedule, running across the bottom there. Yeah, for for week one. So realistically, and a couple of other games that we were going to talk about. Um, you you pick you pick two that you want to talk about. United and Leeds is going to be a fun one. Um, uh-huh. A historical classic, right? But I'm, uh, I kept on, on we'll, picking we'll them. Come back to that they, in a second. They, they lost, I think, last season six. <laughs> 6-2 to United. That was Here's, the McTominay scores two goals in five minutes game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you recall. <laughs> oh, I recall. Here's an interesting sneaky one. Despite the fact that they have no senior players almost. Uh-huh. Chelsea just played 120 minutes on Wednesday. Yeah. And they're playing yeah, against Crystal game. Palace. In a competitive game. So they are going to be a bit, you know, uh, a bit of sea legs. They only had to come from Belfast. It's not very far. But... Uh, I'm interested why that game isn't on Sunday, England. That's awfully strange. Um, is Palace ready to get boat raced in this game? Probably. But would I be well, surprised if they if they got a result out of it? A, a draw. A couple things. No, a couple so. things. A couple things about Palace. There's a lot of positive energy. As much as we loved Uncle Roy, he was the oldest manager in England. He did play some dour, dour shit. And they were just running through the ground with their old dudes. So this team is completely remade. I think from last season, only Zaha, 
Ayu. Well, there's a few, but the whole backline's redone. Mm-hmm. Basically, Kuyate and Gueli is there. He's new. Um, my guy that I drafted and I, I lost him, Alisi, it didn't make it because he's doubtful. But I, yeah. what I didn't realize that they signed is my favorite player from um, from West Brom that I loved, Connor Gallagher, is on that team. Okay. He's really good. He's part of the Chelsea loan army. So right. uh, Chelsea has, I mean, sorry, Crystal Palace has three, two or three loanee guys, but they've really made their identity as a London team, as mm-hmm. a ghetto team, as a street ball team. And I kind of like that because I think Vieira, there's, I, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway. There's something cool. There's a fucking black manager in the league. That's great. No, I get right? it. Like with, with a team. It's called legend. Well, not right, for, not right. for Palace. Right. But yeah. He's a great player. Like it's a black manager with a team that's got a lot of African descent players on it. And like they just, and, and South London in Crystal Palace, it's a little bit of juice and they're going to be, you know, doing their thing. Now they're right. away, they're at the bridge. So it's less interesting, but we'll see if Vieira didn't really have a great time in Nice. He was okay at NYCFC. So we'll see if he can grow into it. You know, mm-hmm. he, he may not be a great manager, but I'd like to, sure. I feel like I'd like to see him attack. I'd like to see them lose and go out swinging, right? There's something to those teams. And I think sure. that we're seeing more of that in the Premier League in general. Uh, and I think one of the things that's about, that Chelsea is about under Tuchel is they, they'll they be like, okay, we won't score. You are not scoring, but, right. you know. <laughs> we we might I mean. be having trouble scoring, but, you know, or the, the, the De Niro line, right? right? You may know who we are, but we know who you are. <laughs> yeah, water, right. right? Yep. Like, you uh, may, we may not score, but you're not scoring either. Right. <laughs> uh, one other game that's going to be kind of shit that I want to point out briefly, and then there's, we'll get to two more interesting games. Yeah, and we'll pay some bills in between. Is uh, Norwich against Liverpool? Yay! Uh, Norwich, that game Norwich, was fun the first time. Two years. Yeah, ago. Norwich is fun. <laughs> uh, they're they're gonna take the over in this one if our of our <laughs> shitty betting advice. Yeah, but yeah, but the, the more the sure. reason why I want to mention it right is because uh, Liverpool, with all of their struggles last year, get a bit of a parachute to open the season. They don't have to play against one of these premier clubs. Um, they can batter Norwich. And, and just the same way they can get caught out. I'm not saying that's not, not possible. But if it's important for Liverpool, who limped tremendously and, and very luckily on the, really on the, the heels of a the season, right? goalkeeper. They had that limp period. They lost to six games in a row in Anfield. That's right. insane. It's People unheard of. went 15 years without six losses at Anfield. That's not even mm-hmm. a joke, right? No, no, <laughs> I know. For fucking years there. Yeah. City hasn't won there since like 1980. <laughs> No, I know. And so um, it's important for them to get out on the right foot. This is a game at uh, at Norwich, so it's not good a necessarily Very good, good crowd. crowd. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Liverpool get off the, the, the mark here, especially with AFCON looming this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to lose Mane. They're going to lose Salah. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I so, know how that goes when you have Yaya and he disappears for exactly. Like and so uh, they uh, they are a team that is positioned to withstand those blows, but not comfortably. I would say so. Look for Liverpool to win probably comfortably, but it's very important that they do. And they kind of go, all right, last season is over. Van Dyke is okay. Trent isn't retarded anymore. Bravo is out. Here's but here's the, here's the thing that that really I think is being undersold, right? Van Dyke fucking tore his ACL. It's not. It's not a nothing injury. It's like no, no, no. He may never be what he was, ever. The thing is, is that he's so cerebral that he doesn't have to be. Yeah, but he uh, ran like a deer. Yeah, 
Yeah. Right. And the other question is how good will he be in the air and, and coming down on the knee? Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you're right. By the way, I was petrified for five minutes when Vestigard signed with Leicester. I thought it was, I saw LCFC. I was like, they fucking signed goddamn Vestigard Liverpool, (laughs) you fuckers. That's by the way. I saw that as well. An underrated, very, very cool signing yesterday. How does Lester just get away with making like the funny thing? Is, so, just a side note, you know, we we've been talking. We'll, we'll talk Man United leads in a minute, but it's like, how does Arsenal not get anything done? And Lester uh, just be like, we got this guy, this guy, this guy. Oh, we lost Fofana. No, we'll grab this other guy. What is going on? It's it's really really weird. I mean, Arsenal are having themselves a Spurs little summer there. You know, like that. What are they doing? What are they doing? They're haggling with Mourinho over the fee for Xhaka. What are you guys? The thing is, is that, and a friend of mine um, uh, was talking about how they have a lot of players in the squad. We talked about this, but the problem is they have players that they sort of have to move out to give these guys some run. Lacazette, Aubameyang, they're in a way. The problem is, is Lacazette and Aubameyang are old, but they're better than all their guys. They have to play them. I don't know. I think well, I'm not at the striker position, but I, 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 I'm the one singing Gabriel Martinelli's praises here, he and I don't know every single time he yes, plays. Yes, I understand, but I'm st- he's still a very good player, and he can't be counted on yet. But I'm, you know, I'm not going to say I'm hopeful that he will. I almost said that. What the fuck is wrong with me? But, uh, you know, for for the sake of his quality, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he can string some matches together, both from a match fitness perspective and from a selection perspective. So yeah. I don't know. We're going to talk, like you said, we're going to talk about uh, Leicester City in a minute and then uh manchester united but laurent let's pay some bills first do it i'm doing it i'm doing it oh you want to do it no i'm talking to joe joe's you've been talking to joe man mike's been doing this so much he 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 ran out of breath to talk about our friend joe at attitude of gratitude consulting joe is a fine man a consultant helps you pay your bills make sure that you find the the money you need to pay bills especially after covid people have a lot of things holding up there's a lot of things that you have to keep track of. Like if you're one of these people who's not paying their rent, you're still going to have to pay it eventually. So he'll help you make sure you keep that on track. And at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting, Joe will make sure that you pay your bills on time, make sure that you don't go into debt, and make sure that you find a one-on-one consulting person who cares about you. This is a guy who's got his kid on his website. He's got put a lot of effort into it. You can tell the conversion rate's got to be through the roof if you can just get to dub 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 attitude of gratitude consulting.com and let them know that the chop sports network sent you and he'll be like oh my god they're reading my ads isn't this fantastic <laughs> and uh we'll get back to the show after this yeah and so the two games that i wanted to mention like i already said lester wolves uh it's uh, gonna be a bit of a discovery phase for wolves as well the, i don't know anything about what the post nuno wolves um neto is out Jimenez is a huge question mark coming back. Um, Daniel Potence might be the most reliable offensive player they have on the field. That doesn't strike me with a ton of confidence. Um, so I, I like Lester to to go away, win win going away with this, and their home. Uh, it's obviously their opener. I. I'm worried for Wolves this year. I think I picked them 14th in the table. I don't see them in a I real relegation battle. Yeah, I think we both had them in the same spot. I don't see them in a relegation battle, but I could. Uh, it could happen. I think they would survive it either way, but it could get cagey a little ways there around maybe Thanksgiving. Well, we Christmas. don't. We don't know. I don't know the manager. I mean, listen. I I hate to be one of. The, we don't know the manager. 
I don't know who their manager. No, I think our I listeners would rather hear you least, say, "Hey, yeah. I don't fucking I don't know this guy yet." Right? We're gonna yeah. we're all gonna yeah, learn so together. I don't I don't know weekend. the manager, and I don't know what spur what what Wolves is kind of attitude is with firing managers. They did hold on to Nuno quite a bit. They did give him a lot of rope. They let him finish the season, but you know, he, he really got a bad break. He lost his striker. It didn't yep. seem that he had other answers, which was the weird part, right? Well, like, Neto hey, really stepped up in that absence and then he got hurt as well, right? So that's right. a broken kneecap, I believe, for Neto. That's not a joke. Like, that mm-hmm. takes a while. He's going to be out probably till about Halloween. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a really big question. The thing about Raul Jimenez, and it made me think about um, – about Ryan Mason, sorry. Uh, when we uh, we saw that injury go down, his playing career was over. It was a head injury very similar to that. Um, even if he comes back, and he is, but like he'll be afraid. Uh, he'll be tentative. He he'll be looking for elbows. He'll he's wearing it's just, he's wearing a pillow on his head. Oh, uh, is he? Yeah, he wears like a really big. thing. I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, yeah I, I you're weird. not at, at least right now, right away. You are never gonna get. version of Raul Jimenez back tomorrow, right? Or this weekend, I should say. Uh, So it's a question of how long that comfortability gets there in game situations. I'm sure he's fine in training, but it's a controlled environment. Yeah, the first first time Maguire from from United comes and really fucking gives it to him and it's a real battle in there. How how does it react? Mm -hmm. Uh, I I do want to get onto our friends at Leeds more so because United's got a walking wounded there. They, They don't have Cavani. They don't have Rashford. Moran's doubtful. Lingard, I don't know what they're, they just have a lot of dudes in their squad who we don't. Henderson know. is gonna isn't gonna play. De Gea is probably gonna start. Right. We don't. We're not sure if Sancho is gonna play. He only returned to training on Monday. Uh, but good things for news for for Leeds is continuity. Bielsa has a new contract. We know from Pochettino how he trains. They do three a days, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're gonna be ready to go. They famously, their first season, had the 4-3 at Anfield. They're going to come and fight and play hard, uh, but they are, remain unchanged. I think the big thing for them was they retained Rafinha. He was yeah. fucking awesome for them. Mm-hmm. And like you called out, Rodrigo, a year under his belt, they need these guys that they signed, not last year, but the year before, to, to step up, right? Mm-hmm. So they haven't made any signings this year, but a lot of the guys well, that they signed last year got hurt like Diego Lorente they didn't get to use mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of there is things. one there is one signing Firpo. I want to point out uh junior for Firpo from Barcelona he's not going to feature this weekend but he's one that is an interesting signing for me for Leeds um he fits that potential quite well I think so or I'm sorry the potential to fit in that that kind of scheme if you will the thing is I think um, if you if you work hard and you're a runner and you just will will work like Bielsa is going to play you. Like, if you're fit, like, one thing for everyone to watch, if you watch Man United and you're a fan and you watch Leeds, they literally look thinner, leaner, and meaner than your team. Yep. Like, there's no skinny, like, out of shape dudes. They look like they're, they're like, oh, marathon? Let's go. I'll race you. (laughs) Our whole team will run 26 miles as a group at full speed. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And that's what they do. So they are high energy, high octane, led the league, were top five in goals, scored and against mm-hmm. my kind of team. And, uh, you know, Bielsa is one of the great man, He is the, um, he is, who's, who's the, who's the, uh, who's the guy in the NBA that he's, uh, he's, he's an equivalent to, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. 
It's not the Italian Popovich. guy with the mustache. No, 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 no. The Italian guy used to be the Knicks coach. Was the Suns coach? Was Van Gundy? Coach. No, no, no. Italian. I don't know. D'Antoni. D'Antoni. He is the D'Antoni. Wait, stop. I got a basketball reference. Well, put it know, on the board. I'm old. <laughs> no, it's okay. So he's, I never he's, get he is the D'Antoni of of soccer in that D'Antoni revolutionized how to play basketball, but never won a title, mm-hmm. and has had great teams that are remembered and known. And that's the same for for Bielsa. Very little in the way of of titles, very little in the way of, of things, but everyone is like, that's the guy, right? He's the one who taught me how he like his coaching tree is like the Bill Walsh coaching tree. He's got dudes everywhere. Everyone is a, is is like Bielsalismo and he's called the loco, the crazy one. And he, so this is an indictment. I I don't know who I was, who I was watching it. Somebody, Oh, a player, Furpo. He came from Barcelona to Leeds and he literally said, I've seen more video breakdowns in this last three months with Leeds than I saw in my entire career at Barcelona. <laughs> and he's been there for three, four years, meaning yeah. this guy's at another level, right? Yep. Like he teaches you everything you're going to do, every move the guy has. He makes a video breakdown of it. And he's been doing yep. that since the 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. I am a there's, lover. There's, oh, yeah. It leads is, leads is a, a must see television, especially when they play a top six side, right? So yeah. they're going into Old Trafford this weekend. I believe it's the one of the first games on Saturday morning. So wake up, Saturday get some coffee, game. get excited about it. Um, there's otherwise, there's not a ton else to talk about. So I don't mm-hmm. think we'll waste any more um, space or air on, on any of these, but we're well, excited. What, you, so you're not going to watch Brighton Burnley? No, I am not, not going to watch Brighton not Burnley. Not for you, but not, not. <laughs> no, we, Aston Villa Watford. We alluded to <laughs> predictions for El Dushiko. Okay. Uh, the first of two this year, maybe another bonus one somewhere down the line in the cups. Uh, what say you, Laurent, Manchester City fan? Where are we at home or away? Can't remember. You're away. We're gonna lose. We're gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna lose. We're gonna lose two nil. And everyone's two gonna nil. call two nil, and then narrative for Harry Kane is gonna go through the roof. They're gonna. It's actually a tank job. We're going to lose ah, on purpose. The players are going to throw this game. Very smart. They're going to throw this game to get themselves a striker. That's very my smart. hot take. City Ooh. are throwing this game to get the striker in. That's a hard one to top. I don't have a hot take. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with a two to one win because there is no chance in hell that that back line is keeping City off the board. <laughs> yeah, but it's who's not... going to score it? Who is scoring the goal? You against Dyer and Sanchez. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna be there and just hope. I'm just gonna stand offside the whole game. I'm gonna until someone gets here's to the my hot take. and stand no, no, no. there, and they're just gonna kick it at me. Here's my hot take. It's gonna be a two-one win, a late goal, Harry Kane off the bench. Oh, off the volley from outside the box, he runs and Shawn Michaels high kick Pep Guardiola in the neck. <laughs> And then he takes off his, his Spurs shirt and he has a city shirt on and he just switches <laughs> teams. <laughs> There's my hot take. I had to I had to, to meet with he's gonna go with, he's gonna go with the Balotelli, why always me when he pulls it Oh off. man, uh. he'll get he'll get shit thrown at him then, trust me. But no, I think I think all will be well in, in Spurs land. Uh this is what happens in Hope Springs Eternal. Uh and uh I am ready to get hurt again, no doubt yeah. about it. So yeah. that's that's what we've got. We will talk to you on Tuesday after the first full weekend of the 2021-22 Premier League season. We're stoked about it. 
We're, we know you're excited too. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks everybody for jumping in on the draft last night. I uh, had a ton of fun there. Good luck to everyone I'm listening. waiting for my cue. And let's get out of here. <laughs> that was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Fortines, the football wing of the Chomp Sports Network, where we chop it up. Uh, we record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. Or go to squeakybumtimepodcast.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll send you when it comes out. Yeah. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show so you can listen to more crazy people like Mike and I. <laughs>